Welcome to the Battleground Wisconsin. Again, we're Citizen Action. You can find us at citizenactionwi.org. We're really thrilled uh, with our guest. Um, we are joined by Dave Zyron. Dave is probably known to most of our listeners. He is nationally known for his journalism around sports and the intersection of sports and politics. Uh, he is the editor, sports editor for The Nation, writes all over the place, including The Progressive, right? Very famous here in Wisconsin. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. This is very, very important work. Well, I well, I appreciate that you took the time. Um, I just reached out to you on short notice to come on because it's a pressing situation here. Um, what's going on is we have the Brewers billionaire owner essentially trying to get about a half a billion dollars, mostly state, but some effort to make it the city even pay, which is amazing given the city almost declared bankruptcy um, for this team for repairs on a stadium. And they're really trying to jam it through. And so we wanted to have you on to put it in perspective. You've been covering this a lot over the decades around the country, have written a lot about what's going on in Washington, Baltimore, and most recently in Oakland. Could you put what you, th- what you've heard here in Milwaukee and put it in perspective to what's happening nationally, both within MLB, but just generally with sports franchises. Sure. I mean, well, first, just to give it some historical scope, I was thinking that when I started out as a sports writer, I was often invited to go on to radio programs, television programs, dueling op-eds to argue about the relative benefits and deficits of the public funding of stadiums. And these were huge debates a couple of decades ago. And one of the things that I've seen over the ensuing two decades is that while the stadiums are still getting built and public money is still getting used, the culture of debate about it has dried up dramatically. And the only debates that I have seen, like the ones in Oakland about moving to to Vegas, like the ones that you're dealing with in Wisconsin, are debates that our side has to impose on the situation. It used to be that the pro-stadium people wanted to have this argument and wanted to talk it out. But then they made a pretty dramatic and coordinated shift. And that's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, these stadium projects are discussed league-wide, so leagues have perspectives because there are committees inside the leagues about growth and stadium expansion. It, these aren't, it, this isn't like the Brewers are doing this in a vacuum. This is the Major League Baseball perspective for the Brewers. That's the right. Major League Baseball perspective for the A's is to move to Las Vegas. I think people need to realize that these are collaborative and very centralized relationships between club and league. And the leagues have clearly decided that they don't want to have these debates any longer. And the reasons for that are pretty clear. The the basic one is that they they were losing. They were losing these debates. They were losing on the radio, on TV, in the op-ed pages because we were starting to gather a couple decades ago academic data with some serious teeth about the economic effects of these stadiums. So while it used to be a debate of warring opinions, it started to become a debate of warring facts. And if you've got the facts on your side, 
unless, of course, you're with the modern iteration of the Republican Party. Uh, if you don't have the facts on your side, you tend to retreat into this uh, universe of ep- epistemological closure where, you know, the sky is, is green and, uh, you know, birds whistle Rolling Stone songs and, oh, here's this other fantastical thing. Stadiums make great money back for the states. So they've well, chosen to live in, in, live in this alternative reality that, frankly, I think we could argue maybe has had this cultural ripple effect that we now see in the Republican Party. I mean, we shouldn't always think that one follows the other. You know, there are these relationships that exist between, you know, a huge cultural force like sports and then how our politics choose to talk about politics. But they've chosen to accept an alternative reality, pay off the right politicians, push through these stadium deals. They don't want to have the debate. You're you're 100 percent right about that, about the lack of any debate on this. It's just literally. And by the way, it's an effort to jam this through. We first heard about it with the governor announcing that he was going to put it in his budget. There had been zero public discussion the last time the Brewers did this massive public discussion. They lost it and people lost seats when they supported it. And I think they don't want to repeat that. They've been having the debate. Yep, they don't want the debate because they lose the debate because they don't have the facts and we have the data. Hey, what, the data. one other one other thing, David, real quick that you brought up that is super important was you brought up this is not about just our billionaire owner. Our billionaire owner is this is MLB. MLB has made it a part of its operating revenue to have public subsidies. They've asked, begged the public to get involved in their business and we need to step up i think that and and, and argue against this because they don't want to have that conversation at all in fact they showed up they showed up to milwaukee uh manfred about a month ago and said oh we're not threatening but by the way we expect all of our stadiums to be in the upper quarter percentile of them which is mathematical insanity you can't do that uh, so we, everybody knew like it was in when you come in with things that are even almost unmeetable. Anyways, you're I, just this idea about all of these leagues being set up to do this and why there's so little pushback. It's very hard. These Each city seems like they fight it on their own and there's no collective action on this. Um, your thoughts on that? You've seen this over and over. It seems like it's played out city by city. Um, and, and that's thing. a losing battle. It's the same way a Foxconn can build itself. If you divide cities and communities up against each other in a competitive relationship, they don't act collectively and get there's something very There's something very important happening in the Midwest right now, a driving distance from where you are, where Northwestern football is trying to jam through a new stadium in Evanston. And there has been a march called for September 26th by Evanstonian residents and one of the things that they've tried to do, the, the, the brain trust at Northwestern and in Evanston city government is try to set residents against each other to say it's an issue of, as they put it, black generational wealth. And that building a stadium is about fighting for racial equity and they'll create a special fund for racial equity. And a lot of the language that we heard in the Black Lives Matter movement refracted through a corporate lens for, for not the purposes of trying to build any sort of generational wealth, but really in a liberal community like Evanston, an attempt to try to use 
racism, use institutionalized racism, use the horrors of that history as a shibboleth, as a stick to beat, say, white liberal residents who otherwise would oppose the stadium and make them feel like, oh, if I'm opposing the stadium, then I'm somehow opposing racial equity. And a letter was recently published uh, in the Evanston paper signed by uh, black residents and community groups rejecting both the stadium and rejecting this cheap ploy to turn people against each other on racial grounds. Solidarity is the only way we're going to win. We're not going to win through white guilt, falling for racial, false racial equity arguments. Uh, what we're going to need is struggle. And I know people in Evanston very closely because I have family there. And what these folks have said to me in weeks ago was, well, the mayor's for the stadium. I don't think there's anything we're going to be able to do to stop it, even though it's going to be right on the central drag of town, even though it's going to block people from getting to the only trauma center uh, in all of Evanston. I mean, it, it, it's a dystopic idea to put a stadium right in this particular place um, with all the bells and whistles that they want. Dave, but, I heard the exact yeah. same thing this weekend at labor events from political leaders about just a sense of hopelessness on the power structures being, you know, up against this. And especially I think a lot of Dems felt that because the governor is the one who first put out like all of this. Um, and it's, Matt, Matt, it's so critical just... to fight against that. It's yeah, so Matt, critical. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to finish the thought if I could. Yep, it's Absolutely. It's the, the calling for the march in Evanston has changed the entire debate. That's beautiful. That's the important part. Because yes, there's helplessness, but partly there's helplessness because what's the alternative if it looks like the politicians are lined up against you? Well, the alternative has to do with the people and the power of the people and the power of the people to shift. And I think, I do think, and this is not a majority opinion by any stretch, I think they're gonna win in Evanston in beating this back. But the, the main thing to think about is that, that the fact that it's even a debate now that maybe the people can win over the power of the billionaires and the corporate interests and the university interests. That's a shift. And that's what we need to provide people. Even that sliver of hope, that bit of daylight that says they cannot just ram this down our throats. Dave, that was beautiful. And that's absolutely right. It's what we want to try to do here at Citizen Action. We're encouraging our listeners. We have a petition we want you to sign where there will be more. We are working with other groups to build out support to do more we're asking actually for a radical thing an equity stake in the brewers to make sure we're whole if this major league baseball wants to have its operating the way it operates rely on our money we need a piece uh we need to change the debate dave thank you so much for taking the time to come on and providing not only the broader perspective but centering the notion that like this is no different than anything else. It requires organized people to speak up and make sure that the democracy actually reflects their values. And may I make one last point if I could? Absolutely. Uh, look, you know how there's that expression, um, you know, there's no such thing as being a little bit pregnant. You either are or you're not. I don't think that applies to stadium deals where a win means the stadium fails and a loss means the stadium gets built. The stadiums are going to get built, but we have to ask ourselves, will they be built with union labor? Will they be built with private funding? If they are built with public funding, will the public get equity in the team? 
So there are a lot of demands. We have a lot of arrows in our quiver to win these fights. It's not just about saying no to the stadium, although I'm certainly for that in places where it matters, like Evanston, where there is no good way to put a stadium in front of a trauma center. But when you can get union labor, when you can get set-asides, when you can get promises of jobs, when you can get real racial equity uh, as part of the discussion, uh, then I think we have to look at those demands as well because we, we got to extract whatever we can from the bastards. Absolutely. We hear that. We're working on that. We will continue to have that be the vision. Dave, thank you so much you. for coming on, for, for talking to us, but also just for the years of work uh, in, in, and I consider you a part of a movement uh, on the journalist side. We really appreciate you. No, I appreciate you as well. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, please check out Dave's work, uh, his latest book, Jim Brown, The Last Man Standing. Excellent book. You can find them all over. We'll put links uh, to different places where you can uh, see more of what Dave has to say, because it's incredibly important. The nexus of politics in sports. It's super critical. With that, folks, you're listening to the Battleground Wisconsin. Again, we're Citizen Action.